Welcome back to What's the Buzz. I'm Ali, and in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about our dreaded pest toads. I sit down with Simon, Steve, and Steph, and we talk all things pests and disease of the hive. guys uh, to What's the Buzz. So we are doing a really special podcast tonight. Um, So you can probably see me. Um, And for all our listeners, if you are listening in, um, we are going to be doing a live on Instagram. Um, And what we're doing is a basically write your questions below. I have Simon from Save the Bees on the phone. How are you, Simon? Yeah, good. Thanks, Alison. Hey, I've got our favourite guest, Steve Fuller. Um, how are you going, Steve? Oh, I'm just melting away nicely, thank you. <laughs> we all. Um, I'm surprised again me and Steph actually didn't go floating down the river. Um, and we've got Steph from the Urban Bee Co. Hey, Steph, how are you? Good, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. So um, we're going to do this special podcast um, where I'm hopefully some Instagram followers will jump on and see what we're doing and they'll ask us any bee-related questions um, whilst we're all talking. Um, but what I really kind of wanted to um, say is that we want to start talking about certain pests and diseases in the hive so um, that's something that we really want to do and if anyone does want to ask us any questions um, while I do have Steve and Simon and Steph from um, Simon from Save the Bees, Steve from Agriculture, Agrifutures right Steve? Yeah I'm uh, a panel member on the Agrifutures Australia Okay cool and then obviously Steph from the Urban Bee Coast so let's start off um, Um, when I basically had done a Facebook, Instagram post about toads. Um, Now, that's a certain pest that we all know um, eats a bee. And Steph always says everything eats a bee. So let's let's talk about the great toad hunt that has recently happened. So um, I know you're in charge of something at the moment, Steve. Do you want to give us some information about that? What's uh, happening is a lot of the farms now are coming under impact of the cane toads. Yeah. And uh, when they're paying for pollination services, they need to receive what they're paying for. Yeah. So to give the correct amount of pollination, uh, we've got to give extra beehives um, and so on like that. But what we're looking at doing is something that is uh, like good for the area. Like, in other words, it's not going to be detrimental to the bush. It's not going to put poisons out or anything like that. So what we're trying to do is trap them um, and humanely euthanise these uh, cane toads. Yeah. And that way they're not attacking our hives and um, depleting the bees. So I said that a toad can eat up to 2,000 bees a night. And is that something that you found in a, yourself or that's just a study that you've read? Yeah, that, that's a, a study. Um, and I'll have to dig it out and we should put it up on the website or something like that. And... Um, it was in the, uh, the feces and that of the cane toads of 2,000 bees. So what they do is they come out and they gorge themselves tonight and then they go away for three days and then they come back and gorge for another three days, uh, another night, go away again for another three days. So they don't have the same toad, but there is so many toads. Like yeah. I've seen like 10 toads out the front of a, out the front of a hive. Yeah. 
Yeah. And when you consider, even if I ate a hundred, a queen only lays fifteen hundred eggs a day. Yeah. 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 No, that's yeah, it's crazy. And what are some other things? So we've got a lot of new beekeepers who listen to us um, and get into the hive. What are some other certain pests? that we need to teach them about that they're not aware that can be so detrimental into in a hive? Yeah, well, not just only the common ones like AFE, EFE, chalk brood, sack brood. Now we have varroa. Wax moth is another pest that a lot of people sort of overlook, yeah. uh, especially when they're storing frames. Yeah. But recently in New South Wales, we've had the, the um, red fire ant. Um, being detected in New South Wales across the border. Yeah. Uh, these can be easily de- transported in uh, dead hives or on pallets in commercial beekeepers. Um, we also have, um, well, with Varroa mite now and going into certain areas, we do have um, hives that are functioning okay, but they have an 80 to 90% infection rate. So what that means, out of 100 bees... 90 of them actually have a varroa mite on them. Wow. So, yeah, so we're only lucky at the moment we don't have a virus. Yes. But these other ones that we, we sort of put off, even think about weeds, guys, even transferring um, noxious weeds. Because in certain areas, like if you bring that into your backyard, it could be detrimental to your dog, your children. Uh, not just yourself. So they've got a lot of things to think about. Yeah. So the fire ant um, has been in Queensland. That's been a few years now. Um, I unfortunately found a nest um, in the park near where I live. So the fire ant was just detected, what, a month ago? Was it in the border of New South Wales, Tweed Heads? Yeah. They found a couple just over the border, but now they've found it at Wardell, which is um, about 150 k's over the border. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, it's on the side of the road. We don't know if, um, well, it's on a, you know, uh, we don't know. It could have come down the flood for all we know. Yeah. Um, but the thing is that they, these things do move around. And if, like, the amount of eyes that are around, if they see something like that and report it, uh, it's better than turning around and saying nothing because th- these these ants, they don't tickle. Like they really, like they really lift you if they bite you. Have you actually? Has Has anyone ever been bitten by one? Like, have you been? I personally haven't. Um, I've been stung by a few bees last week at Steph's. <laughs> um, but yeah, has have you been bitten by one, Steph? Uh, no, no. Um, I'll ask my husband because we've we've had them out at our farm. Like, yeah. Have you ever been stung by a fire ant, tell us? Uh, at my last job, I stuck my finger into a fire ant's nest to see if they were fire ants. They don't hurt <laughs> too bad. <laughs> I don't know if it's as bad as a bee sting, to be honest with you. <laughs> I have seen like some people like... in, my, in my area get stung yeah. uh, by a fire or bit by a fire ant, and they do come up in a little bit of a welt and a blister. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but they do Steve. say it's like like a fire. It's like like a fire. It's intense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's more that's than a normal ant bite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Simon. Um, so, Steve, it's, how, how much? I, I know you've been following this a bit with the fire ants. Um, how much have they spent so far in trying to conquer 
the fire ants and um, do you think they should be continuing to, to spend the money that they are doing, you know, particularly after the, the failure with, that we saw with Varroa? Well, my biggest problem with anything is that I, I don't, I'm not against having a go of eradicating something that is a pest. If it's not natural to Australia, it shouldn't be here. But some of the figures that are being bandied around of, you know, 250-odd million dollars uh, for the fire ants, um, the Varroa to well over $100 million. And these aren't small figures. So over $100 million from the date yep. of incredition for Varroa. Yes. Oh, wow. Wow. And, so, yep. and over $250 million for red ants, did you say? That's right. Yes, exactly. And look, the Varroa one, I've got higher figures than that, but they won't give me the actual amount. They, they keep on trying to be very creative on some of the things that they're allowing out. Now, what about cane toads? Look, they've been around for many, many, many years and we brought in the cane beetle and we brought this and there'd been a failure after a failure after a failure. But, okay, we're talking money here at the moment. The, the problem is where cane toads are, a lot of native animals, and, and not just animals, it's uh, reptiles as well, um, are being wiped out because the cane toad is very, very poisonous. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, they are um, a bad one for wiping out our native frog life too. Yeah. That's right. And, yeah. And, you know, like these are all things that, that if it gets in your dog's dish for water, it'll make your dog sick. Um, how many kitties play around the backyard where there might be little bits of water and, and you wonder why they got a bit sick or something like that? You don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, so they are really, um, they are a big pest, but a lot of people think that they're just a little bit of um, golf fun or something <laughs> like that. No, we need to remove these. Yeah. Oh, well, so do, how could they, do you think, how are they going to do that? Do you, do you think there's still a chance? Um, look, well, yeah, well, I'm, I'm actually, we're, we're starting to, um, land care. Um, um, they're doing a fair bit of research to show that it's still viable. Like maybe we can't remove them anymore, but we're having like the great cane toad hunt. I think was mentioned yes. before, which is, yeah. yeah, that's a great idea that, that it, it doesn't remove them, but it reduces the population. You know, when you see them, report it. So if it's not in an area where um, Grafton is about as far south as they are at the moment, that's the, really the front line. But since the bushfires, we've seen them come down through the bush at an alarming rate. Um, you know, th there's all sorts of things. And anyway, they're being found in all different areas and all new areas. So report it. Yeah, it's a bit like the fire ants. If you're not sure, report it. Yeah. It'll soon get identified. Yeah, and the problem is they are breeding at such a mass rate. Like, I think I've seen, I don't know, so many baby toads in my area, um, myself, at, and they've just, in the last two years, it's just exploded. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, there's also a lot of people who are killing a lot of our native frogs because they are getting confused. That's right. 
Um, Steph yep. is our girl who knows all about frogs that code. So <laughs> code morphs really quickly. Like for people like who don't know, like to be honest, like myself and avocado trees, I'm not very good with avocado trees. Um, um, let's let, let's so like, how does a toad morph? Like how what's their lifespan, Steph? Like where would someone like what's the difference between a native frog and a toad? Um, well, there's a massive difference. So um, all of our frog life. Yeah. Um, can range from light grey to dark dark grey. And the way you want to tell if you've got a frog or a toad is toads are jet black. So yeah. if you flip a toad onto their belly, a tadpole, yeah. they're going to be black. Whereas if you flip a, t- a tadpole over and they have a see-through tummy, it is going to be some sort of frog. Yeah. Yeah. So that's your basic tell-all. But, you know, with our frogs, they can take anywhere from two months to 12 months depending on the species of uh, frog that they are to morph into frogs, right? Yeah. Our yeah. toads, I, can, I think it takes as little as, what, two two weeks, correct me if I'm wrong, and they can morph into, into toads in two weeks or less than two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they can eat the tadpoles, can't they, Steph? Yes. And also um, your, your toads will release the poison into the water, which can kill yep. your tadpoles as well. As well. So if you've got a low-lying pond or water source, they can actually sit in it, release their toxin, and it will kill all your frog tadpoles in there. And, um, yeah, so it pretty much destroys the whole frog life. And then the next thing is, is I've even seen this firsthand, big toads will sit outside ponds waiting for little morphed frogs to jump out and they'll eat them. That's gross. <laughs> I, don't so know. I really think education on toads and like to our wider community, I think that the best chance we have of, we will never be able to eliminate them, but to be able to reduce their numbers, I think that the wider community itself needs to be educated and educated how to humanely dispose of all these extra toads you know what I mean like and make it you know uh once uh, every now and then there's a toad hunt night where communities gather together and you do you know your own community toad hunt yeah yeah and the thing is toads i've seen um turn into zombies like you smack them oh, not that i like okay. to encourage smacking but they suck their guts up have anyone seen yes. that before they suck their yep. guts up. so so the people who hit them and thinking that they've um destroyed them yeah it, it's no no they do no. They suck their guts up it's disgusting and then they keep going they're resilient, <laughs> they're resilient. Um, yeah. And now, any well, updates on the varroa situation? Now that we're talking about all these certain pests, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. With the um, we got a, an update. Finally, finally, we Woo! got an update. Party an um, update. Yeah, DPI. Um, the thing is, I love about DPI and Arbic. They all went on holidays at Christmas, but Varroa didn't. Someone forgot to take them. <laughs> couldn't, right. couldn't they just go back overseas and then, you know, wasn't that $100 million that they've spent on Varroa? <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. So now we, um, we have, uh, we now have as of the 24th of January, there'll be no more strips or anything like that provided. 
So no more strips. So if you detect Rolemite in your hives, they will, it's no more, the strips are no more um, free. Okay. And uh, since the 19th of September last year, 48,500 miticide strips have been issued to 175 beekeepers. Okay. Right. Yeah. Now, um, Baverol and Formic Pro, Appy Stand, Appy Var, Appy Guard, and Appy Traz have all been approved now by APVMA. Yep. Um, there has been, um, sorry, people are still required to do, um, there is 16 weeks inspections yep. and report the results. Um, I think there is, if I remember rightly, four, 486 positive IPs now around New South Wales. 486 more. Six. Yeah. No, not more altogether. Oh, altogether. Yeah. Um, but it's really hard to see on the map. So... Look, unless they've got a really large map, that it's really hard to see where those um, in, infected premises are. Right. Yeah. All right. So you know, people have got to be really, really vigilant when they're um, anything to do with uh, roll mite. Um, other than that, uh, we have had a few workshops lately. Um, there is some education going to start rolling out shortly. Yeah. Um, I've been at a few workshops um, involving universities and things like that on um, treatments for varroa. Yeah. Um, people keep on asking me about oxalic acid. Um, yes, it's just taking a little bit of time to get um, proper approval and, and everything through. Yeah, we just had a question. We've got one from Mr. Chili. I'll come back to that one for the toads. Um, but St. Andrew's yep. Hives ask, um, has oxalic acid been approved as yet? Instavapes are being advertised for sale. Yeah, so no, oxalic acid is not approved as of yet. So at the moment we can't use it, but we're hoping, well, we're not hoping. It will go through. It's just taking time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. As we've spoken about a lot, there, there seems to be a lot of natural remedies people are suggesting. Well, uh, is there anything illegal with using something natural? Um, look, the, the biggest thing, my understanding with um, APVMA, and I stand to be corrected, but when you, even if it's a natural chemical, a natural substance, if you use it other than where it's, where it is, it's um, illegal, all right? Um, so, like, some people have suggested um, sugar can can help and just um, um, using, I don't know if it's just your normal sugar, icing sugar, um, a few times within the, the month. Um, a guy was having success with that in New Zealand. What was he doing? Um, just, like, just placing shake. icing sugar in the, in the hive? On the top of the frames, and it sends them into a cleaning frenzy. And yeah. he yep. said, if you, if you, you know, it w wouldn't be practical on a commercial apiary, but um, for him, it worked really well. And um, he, I think he said he had to get in there, though. Um, I think it was three times in, in the month That's to true. do it. Yeah. And, and Simon, what you just said is exactly right. It's really easy if you've only got a few hives. 
to do something like that. Um, we're really looking at the com- like the commercial guys because that's the ones that derive their income from it. Yeah. But ultimately, yes, um, some of these uh, treatments are, are what we call chemical free. Um, so, um, well, myself, I'm looking at using drone brood, right? So drone brood is the, the where rower is attracted more to it and then changing that every so often. Um, that will keep them at a manageable level. Um, things like that. Now, you're saying about sugar, there's been instances where shaking sugar over the top, but you've got to be really careful that they don't then clean that sugar up and then store it in the honey. That's what I was thinking and wondering. Yeah. Now, um, there is also research going on with... Um, eucalyptus oil, uh, tea tree oil. Uh, look, there is so much research going on. Um, that's the whole problem. Um, there's so much happening. And, uh, you know, we're trying our best. Uh, I don't want to use chemicals, and a lot of other people will be going, yeah, I don't want chemicals either. Yeah. Um, you know, not just because of the honey factor. Um, how do you destroy or how do you dispose of the, the leftover remnants. Like, this is all contaminating the environment at some stage. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, at the moment, I'm just, um, I throw my full support against, like, uh, behind all the research that's happening. And, um, yeah, let's see where we can go with it. Yeah, no, no, I completely agree with you. And, you know, it's astounding, like, that it's, yeah, some natural treatments are illegal. That's actually, I didn't really think that. That's, yeah. 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 Um, now, Mr. Chili asked, can toads make us sick? Now, from my <laughs> knowledge, they can, but you would have to lick a toad. <laughs> um, no, actually, if you pick it up with your hands yeah. and you don't wash your hands, you don't have to lick it. It's on your hands. And you can absorb some of this poison. So I know... Um, Steph, you've been on these code, uh, toad hunts, haven't you? Yes. And they always issue gloves. It's better to be, don't, don't pick them up because that poison sack that's there, my understanding is it can, if you've got a little cut in your hand or something like oh, yeah. that, it, it, it could get in. Yeah, it, I, I guess it comes with anything that is, um, you know, has a poison to it. Um, yeah, you just got to be careful. That's right. Yeah. What does it do? You know what it does to us? No, I couldn't answer that one. Okay. Yeah. Um. Hey, tell us. Yeah. Do you know what toad poison does to us if we got it on our face? Well, it's a neurotoxin, so it depends if you get it in your mouth and. So, say up. if you were to get it on your mouth or your eyes. Well, it'll absorb into the skin and go to your brain. Okay. Okay, there you go. So, yes. yes. Yeah. Well, Mr. Chili, I also have a story about someone not using gloves. <laughs> and, um, yeah, would you like to share this story, Miss Steph, while we're talking about poisons being absorbed in the skin? You, Steve, Simon, you'll get a kick out of this one. <laughs> okay. So, well, in hindsight, I thought I was doing Miss Ali over here. <laughs> um. So my chili plant, with all the rain we've had, has taken right off. 
Yep. And I um I thought to myself, oh, you know, I'll um dehydrate these chilies for Miss Allie so they last longer for her to infuse into her honey. Now these uh chilies are Carolina Reapers, homegrown. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So this chick has never actually cut up chilies before because I'm not a chili person. I, I can't do chilies. <laughs> I hope this ain't going where I think it's oh, going. Oh, yes. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's, 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 yep, yep, yep. No, you got to tell the story, Steph. <laughs> so I have a massive big uh, silver mixing bowl full of chilies and some limes from my lime tree. I have cut up these chilies cut up the limes, put them in my dehydrator, cleaned up my mess, gone outside, did a little gardening. So this is like 20 minutes later, I've come inside and it didn't just gradually hit me, it hit me at once. Um, I did pee myself. I spewed. My hands and face were burning um, and I went into like a coughing rage. I rang Miss Allie. Yeah, to see what to do, and she laughed at me. I, I also <laughs> offered advice. I laughed and I offered advice, like a true friend would. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I had tried milk, or olive oil, aloe vera, uh, gel, you name it. Uh, Forty-five minutes later, I could see out of my left eye again, and it stopped burning. Uh, <laughs> um, but. It wasn't for seven hours later my hand stopped burning. Yeah. Um, I had to ring 13 Health and I had to go to the hospital <laughs> because I am pregnant. And they had to make sure that I wasn't going to be in early labour, which it was all good I wasn't. But everyone thought it was hilarious that my hands were on fire. <laughs> so if we're not picking up toads or um, Caroline Reaper chilies without gloves, okay, that's the moral of the story. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Or um, for my people who pick up the toads, turn a bag inside out, put your hand in it and pick up the toad in the bag. Yeah. And then you can um tie the you can tie it straight off then and there if you wish. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. No. I um now I know last pod we talked to the um I believe Stevie said that toads scream um if you put them in the freezer. I someone told me that that's the males that scream and it's just them vocalizing it's not causing them pain. So I just wanted to know did you have any info on that if you've heard of that? Um, I'm told the humane way to euthanize a toad is you put them in the in the fridge first to put them to sleep. Yeah, and then you put them in the freezer. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, that's the most humane way. That is um, RSPCA. Yeah. Methods, as far as I understand. Um, like yeah, they might be toads. They might be ugly. We might not like them, and so on. But at the end of the day, um, we don't want anything suffering. No. Because, as you yeah. said, like, so Steve, have you heard them scream? Yeah, it can be a bit annoying, actually. Oh, wow. It can be a bit annoying. Well, yeah, you sort of you're trying to sit there, and yeah, that's all the noise you can hear. Um, but yeah, um, but other people have said that it's really, really um, well. I suppose it. Depends on how many toads you've got in the fridge, but tell us much probably able to answer that. Have you heard it? Have you heard it, Steph? No, that's one thing that I've never heard. No, 
Um, but I guess it, it is fridge then freezer. But I've yeah. actually never heard them scream. Green. Yeah, well, yeah. Anyway. Maybe I didn't leave them in the fridge long enough. I don't know. <laughs> Were you too scared they're going to get to your drinks, hey? Oh, God. Yeah, well, <laughs> would, would boiling water be better? Oh, boiling water. That sounds horrible. So oh, anything that you spray on them, so I've heard people say like Dettol and yes. all that sort of stuff, yeah. they are going to come at you and squirt their poison. So you're best off catching them in a bag putting them in the fridge and putting them in the freezer because okay. um, they do spit their poison. Yeah. So I guess oh, if you right. put anything on them, you you risk them coming at you, that's for sure, especially the big ones. Yeah. yeah. That's in yeah. Queensland. And, they are, and there they is some pretty big. big toads. There are some oh, yeah. huge toads. Wasn't there one weighing at something like a couple of kilos? Oh, I'm thinking of that monster yeah. toad. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, they're just, they're mammoth. And, um yeah, they must eat a lot of bees. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And apparently um, when they do hang around bee yards, they're a lot bigger and a lot more fertile because of all the good nutrition that a bee holds. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's also a proven fact. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So wow. they are there are some beastie toads here in Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> they get quite large. Well, isn't the cane toad an emblem for the state of origin? I'm pretty sure it is. Like, the, they, the, yeah, the toads, like, I'm pretty sure. Not that I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't really follow football, so correct me if I'm wrong. So, um, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're known as the cane toads. And I think New South Wales is the cockroaches. <laughs> Even though I don't That's think right. there are any cockroaches in New South Wales, as many as Queensland, surely. Uh, different types, though, I think you got there. So you got your bush co- um, cockroach, yeah. which is fine. They just eat rotten um, leaf matter and that. Yeah. But the ones in New South Wales are more like the, I think they're a German cockroach or something like that, and they're a little bit more germ-spreading. Yes, yeah, and they're mammoth. No. They're also mammoth, and if you want yeah, to hear me scream, you'll hear me scream, as Steph saw me um, on Friday when I was like, oh, I'm having a look at this box. Ah, cockroach <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm not a fan of the old cockroach let me tell you um i catch them and feed them to the frogs they love them yeah yeah well yeah yep. you did catch that cockroach man you had it like Steve Owen. <laughs> she's like the cockroach wrangler <laughs> as soon as she grabbed him and uh, died from um chili and uh, lime poisoning yeah <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I know. Even Talos was on fire. Yeah, even yep. Talos laughed at her. But you know what, guys? I honestly now, when I sell my chili honey, I tell people it's actually like put some person, someone in hospital, and nearly made her in labour. And <laughs> 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 um, I was a little bit of a laughing smoke to like the whole of the freaking hospital. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Um, now, with um, I've also been trending, and I thought I'd ask you, um, Simon, in regards to imported honey, um, how are we going with that? Like, have we got any news, any updates? Um, that's yeah, someone's just asked that. Um, it, so, we there is an inquiry, the inquiry is actually into Varroa mite, and um, Steve will know the exact date on top of his head, probably. I, I thought it was March 22nd. Is that the inquiry that we've been invited to talk about, um, Steve? Uh, the Senate inquiry is in April, actually. Oh, Senate, yeah. All right. So That's because uh, of Easter. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, 
Yeah, the Green Senator, I was speaking to one of his advisors and um, I, I mentioned that we could have a, a better look at imported honey in regards to the different viruses that might come into Australia, um, like to form wing virus through honey. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, look, I'm not holding my breath on that. Um, I think... Um, we have seen that Woolworths um, and their CEO came under fire this week. They did. Um, and that was in regards to not selling Australian Day merchandise. Um, and then I had a bit of a joke on my page um, saying that um, how Brad um, puts the preference on Chinese honey um, rather than Australian honey and... Um, Going to the supermarket recently, I, I thought that, you know, there was a lot of area for Cloverdale, which um, it, it says from local imported ingredients on, on that brand. And, yeah, um, and yeah we've, we've still got those issues there. And, um, yeah, like, I think we spoke about this on another podcast. Yeah, but we did. I, I think record amounts of imported honey is still coming in. Yep. Um, just before Christmas, I think it may be after I spoke to you guys, um, a lot of people were sending pictures of an Indian honey yes, that was yes, um, being, flooding the market yes, in Queensland. Yeah, it's down the road. It's being sold in a local produce shop and I believe it's five ninety nine for one kilo and it's, um, yeah, it's from India. So I did get a journalist on, on that one from the ABC Um he, he was looking more into it. Um, he wanted to do some testing and um, I gave him a few numbers for other people in Queensland that, that were, you know, sort of informing me as to, you know, what supermarkets it was at. I, I don't know. Like in the end of the day, the whole world seems to have this issue at the moment yeah. and um, it, it doesn't matter what country people are from, they're all saying, yeah, buy local honey. And um, another post that you might have seen in the last couple of days um, in, in France, the, all the commercial beekeepers have got together and, and started to remove the imported honey from the shelves at the supermarkets and only leaving the French honey. And, um, and I thought that was quite a good protest. I think that's a great protest that they're supporting their own. They're supporting their own local beekeepers and they know that you know, what they're buying on shelves is pure, real, raw honey. Because um, I don't know if anyone else saw me doing that test um, online. Oh, yeah, that was great that you did that. Yeah, and it showed um, what we're buying on shelf isn't honey and it's, it's people are being misled. And I honestly tell everybody now, if you want to go to the supermarket and you're buying honey, I'll give you some of my honey and I'll give you a little bit and you can take the little test and I think it'll just open their mind. And a lot of people are actually doing it in childcare centres now because they're educating the really young kids about yeah. to know what you are, like to know what you're eating, I should say, um, because, you know, um, I'm, I'm loving what childcare are doing at the moment with growing your own and sustainability. So we need to start with the young generation as well to teach them that what's on shelf isn't actually being labelled correctly. We do another experiment with um, a taste test at the same time and, um, and, and the actual labels mm. um, because, yeah, a, a lot of people go to, you know, say they, they're buying Aldi honey, but I think there is a, 
is a good Aldi honey, and there's also another Aldi honey that has the imported ingredients as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's just really important um, for all our listeners to support your local beekeeper, have a chat to them, um, make sure, you know, you know what you're buying because a lot of us beekeepers also get, oh, I can buy it cheaper from the supermarket, and I go, yeah, but we're buying. And as Steve I said. I just feel like saying, like, if you're not going to buy the real deal, don't buy anything at all, just buy a pack of sugar. It'll yeah. be even cheaper for you. Yeah. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. mix it with some water, cook it over this pan. There you go. There's the glucose syrup. Yeah, toffee syrup. Yeah. Isn't that what you, yeah, you yeah. said, Steve? Like it was just yeah. heated up sugar yeah. or something? Yeah, no, you get, you can, um, what you do is um, you get something that's about 67 Brits, in other words, it won't dissolve any more sugar. Yeah. And you bring it, it's like caramelising onions or um, how you make um, caramel actually is get condensed milk and you don't burn it, but you boil it to the point that um, it's on the turn, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the thing, like people can do all sorts of things and, Given the right, right laboratories and, and so on, you can make anything look like anything. But it, it's what you said is the biggest thing. Like um, I know we have labelling laws here in Australia about buying Australia and all that. But, you know, as you said, when you buy from someone who is local, it's keeping the money in that area. Yes. Yeah. The only other thing I'd like to say is that once a beekeeper sells more than 1,500 kilos of honey, they're supposed to pay levies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those levies then go back into research development and they that, that money comes back against pests and diseases. So it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what we want. And be supporting our own beekeepers and supporting pests and diseases, which is yeah. everything, yeah, we've spoken about tonight. So, um we need to be constantly reminding people the importance of honeybees and native bees um, and the pests and diseases that are consuming it. And, um, I mean, as Steph, you know, I'm circling around again, everything eats a bee, everything. I think, again, I did a reel on my old mate Fatty Bazaar, the lizard, who's been snacking on my girls. <laughs> and he's, yeah. yeah, he's just living his best life. Like he just sits there and sun is himself. And then he's like, oh, yeah, this might just have a little peanut, a little morsel, a little morsel of a bee. And I'm like, hey, Fatty Bazaar, back off, mate. <laughs> yep. But you'll get willy wagtails will come down and snap up a bee every now and then and all oh, that. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. You know, they. I, I have seen water dragons or bearded dragons, whatever you want to call them. Fatty buzzers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but, yeah, they, they can be detrimental to bees too. But, look, you really, it's once again, if it's in an area, you just put them up a little bit higher. Cane toads will get on the back of each other. Yeah. They will climb to get to the bees. Yeah. You know, they're, they're just phenomenal what they do. But, you know, I, I'm... I suppose I'm not against native animals having a snack on one of my bees or a couple of bees, mm-hmm. um, but cane toads, uh, draw the line there. Yeah. Sorry. No, me too. Cane toads, especially if they can eat up to 2,000 bees. Yep. 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 No, I'm drawing. And it's, just, and it's just the mass that they come in. So, you know, you're looking at native wildlife versus toads. You've got so much more toads than you do native wildlife 
you know, because you've got your stick insects, they eat bees, lizards, geckos, whatever, they all eat bees, but your toads come in droves. Like That's exactly right. Yeah. And Steve, were you saying they orchestrate themselves by standing on top of each other to get to the right height? Yeah, yeah. They, so if you put them on a stand, you have to put them on a stand that's about uh, half a metre tall. But if you've got a real hot day and the bees beard out the front and hang down, yeah, the bees will actually climb up and um, attack the beard. It's wow. actually got a name, um, Simon. It's called a toad pyramid, and it is a mm. real thing. Yeah, they climb on each other's backs yep. to basically eat the beard, the beard of the bees. That's oh, right. Wow. So they're um they're pretty clever. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Um, they're a um a creature that is really underestimated. To be honest with you, they are quite intelligent. Yeah. And they definitely know what they're doing and how to get what they need. Yeah. And to and the ability to work together. Yep. Yep. And they also did a research and I did read this that um I mean all creatures feel pain, but they you know, the amount of toad carnage that people do, um, they wanted to see if toads responded to pain. And they do. And so that's why, you know, um with this podcast we want to raise awareness that yes, toads are a massive pest, but we need to do it humanely, right? Like that's something that's- we cannot stress enough. That's right. So, I, I think you may have put up the video, Alison, or it could have been mainstream media, but there were literally millions of small toads, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. In that situation, what are you meant to do? It comes down to the community. It's got to be community-based in education. You've got to start from eggs. So yeah. knowing the yeah. difference between our native tree frog, well, well, native uh, frog life eggs and toad eggs are very different. Yeah. So your toad eggs are um, almost small little jelly pearls in a string. So it's like a string of pearls, they call it. Yeah. Mm. And that is the most humane way to get rid of these droves of toads. So if you're seeing a string of pearls, get them out of the waterways, get them out of the puddles, let them dry up before they become an issue and fall. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. where it all starts. But it's the education um, of our com- wider community that need to hear it the most. Yeah. So that, you know, when you're going out for your daily walk and you've got like a little dam or a pond beside you and you see a string of pearls, you know, toad eggs, you pluck it out before they hatch, you know? You know, um, I might actually put that up um, a photo and if everyone listening can as well to let people know what toad eggs look like, you know, because it does come down to education and that's the most humane way. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I do remember, like, just going on that for a moment. It's like, you know, people walk along and they see something like that and they go, oh, gee, that's pretty or something like that. They've got to remember some of these beautiful-looking things are so detrimental to the environment. Mm-hmm. And to give you that idea, it's like water hyacinth, um, carp, um, all this sort of stuff. Like our, our waterways used to be very clean, but the carp get in there and start undermining riverbanks. Yeah. Um, you know, like, and they eat the mud. But, you know, at one time it was nothing to catch a couple of carp. Now you catch it, they want you to throw it up on the bank and let it die. So these mm-hmm. are all things that have got to um, happen. But I totally agree with what Steph was saying, is you, you can get that 
the eggs out? I think there's about 3,000 eggs you can lay in one sitting. Is that right, Steph? Oh, I'm not too sure. I've never looked into it, but I know that they're like but, the string of pearls. You pull the string of pearls out. Um, yeah. You know, anything else, anything frothy is going to be a froth. Yep. But your string of pearls is your 100% your toads. So froth is a frog. Froth, frog. Froth, froth, froth. Yep. And string of pearls is a toad. So yeah. yeah, yeah, what we want to be looking for. And so toads morph quicker than your native frogs. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's really important information. And I think that we really need to be aware and start trying to cull as many toads humanely as we can for our bees and for all wildlife, really, because, yeah, it's, it's, they're causing some serious, serious mass carnage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Other... For all of our native wildlife as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it, look, if people want even more information, Landcare have got some really great little booklets out. Okay. Um, they can get hold of those. Um, uh, I know that I've got a few posts on uh, Crop Pollination Association's um, Facebook page. Mm-hmm. But um, most of the landcare agencies along the, like mainly say from Coss Arbor North. Yeah. You know, through, um, you could pick up information or just punch in cane toad in your search engine. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Well, we might end that. So um, thanks, everyone, for being live and following us and um, all the questions. They've actually been really good. So um, so please make sure to follow um, Steve on Crop Pollination Australia. You're not on Instagram, though, yet, are you, Steve? No, I'm, uh, I've got to learn that one. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so he's on Facebook. He's on Facebook. But we also have yeah. Simon from Save the Bees who is on Instagram and on Facebook as well. Um, so feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions or this whole podcast, um, like whilst you've been listening and you think tonight, oh, I should have asked that, um, please reach out. I've also got Steph from Urban Bee Co. <laughs> Norma May Honey. So thanks so much, guys. Um, thanks, thanks so much, um, Simon, Steve. Steph. Thank you. The three S's. I just realized yep. that. Three S's. <laughs> um, and we will try and get back to you guys uh yeah in the next few weeks. Have a good one. Bye.